Hi, baseball fans. Uh, welcome to Heels on the Field Baseball Talk with yours truly, Jessica Caroli. Uh, first things first, the hiatus went on way longer than planned. Uh, the months that I've been away, um, there were so many different reasons, scheduling problems. Um, the summer break I took was meant to be about a month, but uh, not this long. So I'm, you know, hated to have it uh, stretch out like this. And um, I'm just really happy to uh, be back with you all. And, uh, and yeah, I, um, it's it's been interesting uh sort of just observing and watching everything that has happened in the past few weeks and months and um i've you know so much i'd like to say um uh but i don't want to take too much time here i have a, a great guest that i want to i want to get to um yeah so uh dodgers there you go World Series winners, congrats, especially to their fans um, who waited quite a long time uh, to get there again. Um, and uh, to the Rays, whom I was rooting for. Um, Rays fans, I, I feel for you. I really do. Um, I'm a Philly girl, and and uh, the Phillies, there's, there's so many, you know, there's so many things you analyze over the years, especially when you're not a, a consistent winner and, and you're not consistently at the big, at the big final dance. Um, yeah, you, you, you analyze, you, 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 you just, you obsess and, um, I understand it. I really do. Um, hopefully you guys are, are recovering and trying to look ahead. Um, but again, congrats to the Dodgers and Dodgers fans. So, okay, let's get to it, you guys. <laughs> um, on April 3rd, 2000, uh, a new home run, uh, a new opening day home run record was set. Gabe Kapler, Ivan Padrabigas, uh, Vladimir Guerrero, uh, Jason Giambi, and Eric Karos all hit home runs, so it was a home run uh, record for baseball history books. Uh, on April 30th, Randy Johnson um, had the best first month on record for a pitcher, um, first month of the season. He went 6-0, and uh, 0.91 ERA, three complete games, and two shutouts. Just crazy, right? I mean, that's, jeez, the big unit. Also in April, uh, BaseballReference.com debuted uh, April of 2000. Uh, everything changed. The Stats Bible <laughs> is uh, Baseball Reference it really is the go-to for me, for re all reporters I know, bloggers, fans, obsessed, you know, devoted fans who love to dig, 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 you know, stats rats, or people just looking for a simple stat, something that would help them in their work or help them in a bet, <laughs> um, help them watching Jeopardy, uh, you know, uh, watching a game, you know, just something that they think of. Um, the advanced, the vast 
the vastness <laughs> of uh, baseball ref, or as it's known. Um, and the founder is my guest today. Sean Foreman had an idea, and it came from a unique place, which maybe you've heard this story, um, but I get him to go into a little bit of it. And, uh, and it's interesting to learn about him as a person in terms of um, his view, his point of view of stats and his point of view of, um, and of how he sort of views stats um, as a fan. And um, yeah, I just, uh, I learned a lot talking to him. Of course, we discuss uh, the 2020 season and the impact of uh, everything that happened uh, on statistical analysis going forward. Um, you know, a shortened season, how do you, you know, how do you manage that? And what were his thoughts early on when we might not have had a baseball season? No live stats, what would they have done? But of course, there's also basketball and other sites uh, that are sub-sites on, uh, on there. And they've created a world <laughs> for sports fans. So it's, it is awesome. It is brilliant. It is endlessly helpful. And uh, I hope you enjoy my conversation with uh, Sean Foreman. And here we go. Baseball Reference was born of avoiding homework. Yes, your dissertation. More or less. <laughs> um, how did that? How did the idea um, uh, come together in terms of just ruminating on it and 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 sort of getting the outline of the idea yeah um it, it's so this was in 1999 i had been doing i was in graduate school in math uh, phd going for a phd in applied mathematics and um i've been doing a lot of web design you know universities were one of the places with you know decent internet uh, yeah, at that time yeah. and so i had gotten into web design and and was interested in that. I had also been writing for a baseball book called The Big, Big Bad Baseball Annual, which maybe two of the people listening to this have ever heard of before. Um, and so I kind of put those two things together. I was doing I was doing a minor league uh, website, uh, writing about prospects and things like that, called the Iowa Farm Report. And I thought, you know, that I had these big encyclopedias at home, and I thought these would look these would work really well on the on the internet because mm. you could click from one page to the next and the hyperlinks would just make it a lot easier to use space wouldn't be an issue all that kind of stuff right and so um you know i basically spent two months kind of mapping it out and, and building the basic pages um and and put it up i think in april of, of 2000 so it's you know it was something that that um, I didn't, you know, at the time I really, it wasn't a business. I did it part-time for like six years before finally doing it full-time. So it was, it was just really just something that I thought would be interesting and thought would be fun to do. Um, I am not the most comfortable with numbers, with math, um, but somehow when I read Baseball Reference, I don't feel like it's outside. Uh, and when I started my career, I remember just thinking, this is very... I can understand this. I can look at this, and it it's just organized in a way that makes sense to me. Um, did you were you thinking about that as far as when you created the site and it, just making it very user friendly uh, to even a person who might not be as familiar, or you know, with statistics and what have you? Uh, 
Yeah, absolutely. That was, um, you know, that was almost, you know, the first thing that we always think about when, when we're doing this. We, um, you know, we, um, I, I was there, there was a usability expert, Jacob Nielsen, and a few other people like that who I read a lot. And so they, you know, had very clear views of how you make things useful on a computer and how you make things useful on the web. And so, you know, I had that at the front of my mind when, when I was working on it. So it, it was all, it's always been something that's been important um, to us. And, you know, there are, you know, I think we, we don't, we try not to stray too far from that. I know, you know, occasionally we probably have more ads on there now than we probably should. You might look at cutting those back, but, you know, things like that, um, usability is a huge, huge uh, concern for us. And, and we, you know, we, to the extent that we have hired people to, uh, you know, to just sit and watch them use the site and see, you know, what, the, you know, ask them to do tasks, you know, can you find Hank Aaron's batting average against left-handed pitchers and then see what steps they take and make sure it's easy to use. And, and so stuff like that is, you know, is very important in, in what we do. How do you think the site has developed um, with the changing of, of the times? Um, it's, you know, we, I mean, the biggest change obviously has been mobile phones. We, for a long mm -hmm. time, kind of resisted having, a, we didn't have a separate, well, we did have a separate mobile site, which was mm -hmm. really hard to use, not very, <laughs> not yeah. very useful. Yeah. Um, and mm -hmm. then we did a pretty major redesign, I think about four years ago now, right. three or four years ago, mm -hmm. where we uh, redesigned everything for the phone, everything around the phone. And so that's been the, big, the biggest change for us. Um, I mean, beyond that, there's just obviously an explosion of data. You know, I never imagined we would have, you know, historical Japanese baseball stats or, hmm. or historic Negro League stats or, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, any of those things. So it's, it's you know, just we've, as we've grown, we've been able to incorporate more and more data uh, into the site and hopefully not, not lose that usability while we're doing that. Um, minor League Baseball obviously was uh, what I reported most on throughout my career and how when you began this were you did you know okay I want to make sure minor league baseball statistics are available to the user uh it, no not, certainly not at the beginning at yeah the beginning it was purely just major league and, right. and trying to recreate the baseball encyclopedia and that I you know I think we were fortunate we worked uh, with a gentleman named Ted Tarosi we've had you know something of a relationship with with uh, minor league baseball and major league baseball mm -hmm. and so we're We've been able to incorporate that data over time, and it's you know it's 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 gratifying to see because we you know we also have a lot of historical minor league data as well, which was initially produced by a gentleman named uh, Ed Lashuda, mm -hmm. uh, who got it out of the old baseball guides and and, mm -hmm. and that. So there are lo lots and lots of volunteers who have helped enter that information over mm -hmm. time, and, and so we're fortunate to be able to put it on the site, and it's. You know, a lot of a lot of the emails and corrections we get are relatives whose uncle played at, you know, Keokuk in 1970, 1952, and right. we don't have his handedness or his uh, height or something like that, right. or his birthplace, <laughs> and so they send us an email and say, here's the correct info, and we, you know, we try to update that and keep that up to date. So it's, it's, um, you know, we we know that having the minor league data is is a lot of fun for a lot of people, so we we. we try to keep that up and, and have that on the site uh, updated every day so you were approached by a hall of famer cal ripken mm -hmm. who emailed the site at that moment i guess realizing uh, i'm sure that, that you were having some impact um what was the question that he asked sure 
Um, so we, I was at, I was in Cooperstown. We had contributed, we still contribute data to one of the exhibits there, the uh, tower, top ten tower they call it, which is an interactive exhibit where you can see top ten lists for any year, right. like who was the right. ten, top ten uh, career home run leaderboard in 1952. Yeah. Um, who was? Who was? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Babe Ruth was. Oh, okay. I, I, can, I can actually answer that one. So, um, most of them I would not be able to. So the. Um, <laughs> So we provide that data. So I was up there for that, and at mm-hmm. the openings, opening uh, of the exhibit, Cal Ripken and Joe Negro and, and, and Phil Negro and Joe Morgan uh, were there. And yeah. um, I got introduced to Cal Ripken, and he said, oh, I, I emailed your site the other, uh, about a month ago, or a week, a few weeks ago. And I said, well, I, I really hope he answers, because I have not heard about this. And at that point, we had a staff of, like, four people, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I... I asked, you know, he couldn't quite remember what he had asked, and then, so I, when I got back to Philly, I asked Neil Payne, who now works for 538, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what, what our, uh, if, if Cal Ripken had, in fact, emailed us, and he said, oh, yeah, he, um, he asked where he could get, like, the number of 643 double plays a, a shortstop had turned in a season, and, because uh, he wanted to look something up for the broadcast uh, that he was doing, he was doing uh, playoff broadcast, right. or something like that, right. and so I, um, I, we, we have a strict policy now that if a Hall of Famer emails you, you always Jeez. let everybody know that really? that's the case. So we, we, uh, we, we don't sit on that information anymore. <laughs> um, the impact at that time, um, I mean, obviously you, you could see it happening, um, but over time, uh, do you think that the, the more of the um, more teams sort of, you know, looking at stats differently and using them differently, do you think that baseball reference has become um, even more important? Well, I think we're, I don't know how important we are to the like front office staff for right. teams. I suspect most of them have their own internal systems that mm-hmm. they refer to and, and, and view as a, uh, as kind of a proprietary. In terms of, I think for fandom, I hope we've gotten more important. I hope more fans know about us now than, than you know did five years ago, and I hope more know about us in five years than do now. So, I um, you know I think we really take it very seriously that you know we're kind of we're elevating these players' legacies. We're allowing you to learn. You know, if you're a 20 year old, Ricky Henderson's something of a myth to you, perhaps, and right. so mm-hmm. learning about what Ricky Henderson was like and and how he played and all that kind of stuff is are things that we you know, take very seriously. So I, you know, I, I think teams, you know, are collecting a lot of information that we don't have access to mm-hmm. and, and implementing that. And so, you know, we're, we're hoping to maybe do some expansion around there and do a few more things that we could, you know, that, that, that could allow us to grow uh, and add some of that additional information. But, you know, I really, I see us more as serving the fans than serving, gotcha. you know, the, the people who make the decisions about who should play play and, and who they want to, want to, uh, want to acquire in trades and things like that. Uh, and finally, I just want to ask you um, about this season. Um, heading into it, uh, I mean, obviously you guys are, everything is stats, and you were going into a baseball season without any. <laughs> um, yes. So what what was your, it's a two-parter, I guess. So what was your sort of first response and sort of what, what did you think you could maybe do if there was no baseball season? And seeing as there was, uh, even though it was shortened, how does that impact the work you guys do and, and statistics overall, do you think? Right. 
Um, I mean, it was, you know, we, we also had basketball and football and hockey. Yeah, and yeah. And so, you know, it, when, when those games started getting canceled in March, the <laughs> NBA games, it was, it was a little scary. I, I remember some <laughs> yeah. very concerning uh, weeks. You know, like mm-hmm. the first week or so, our traffic took a pretty big hit wow. uh, when, when those games got canceled. We were very fortunate. Um, you know, our traffic largely came back to, to what it was before, and I think part of that was we um, – for the NBA, the NBA side did especially well because of the last dance with Michael Jordan on yeah. ESPN. Mm-hmm. And so that was a huge event for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but even like MLB Network showing 24 hours of Derek Jeter games, I think at that point there were a lot of people who were kind of sitting at home, what am I going to do? And so they were watching games and looking at box scores and looking up old players and all that kind of stuff. So I, w- you know, I wasn't was, aware of that. They actually said, here's a bunch of Derek Jeter games? Oh, yeah. Yeah, MLB <laughs> Network was showing like every day they picked like a Hall of Fame player and were showing, you know, hours and hours, like Nolan Ryan Day or Greg Oh, God, so, okay, yeah. So Go those, those, I, I think those were driving a significant amount of traffic for us. The one fun thing we did is right. we partnered with Out of the Park uh, yeah. Simulation. One mm-hmm. of our, our, our baseball developer, Kenny Jacklin, is a big fan of their program. And so we set up a season-long simulation, which actually ended uh, two days ago with the Cleveland Indians beating the St. Louis Cardinals right. in the World Series. Mm-hmm. So we... We kept it going because, you know, early on it wasn't clear if MLB was going to be able to make it through the season. So yeah. it was going in the background. Yeah. And um, so we, we uh, were actually getting T-shirts printed up for the Indians to, to uh, <laughs> celebrate their, their uh, simulation world championship. <laughs> I like that, yeah. Um, I mean, the second part of your question is when they came back, obviously, um, you know, there were so many rule changes and so many things that, that were changed around the, the mm-hmm. edges that, you know, we had to deal with things like the runners starting on second, you know, in the extra innings, the seven inning games, the, uh, all of the schedule changes that were happening every day, you know, just being able to manage that. So Kenny, Kenny, who I mentioned earlier, did a great job keeping all that up and our mm-hmm. data developer, Jacqueline, um, Jacqueline. And, and so it's, it was a group effort to, to get that, you know, keep that updated over those two months and, and implement kind of, we had to tweak some more statistics and, and things like that to, to handle some of these cases. But it was, there, there's a lot, there's a lot of code that now says if year equals 2020 and, you know, do this, and if not, do what we've always done for the last 20 years. So it's, it's, um, it was an interesting season for us. And that, that's true across most of the sites as well. Basketball, we had similar, you know, we never had September basketball games before. Right, yeah. Um, all that kind of stuff. So it was, yeah. it was, it's been a challenging year, but, but everybody's been doing a great job. And, and, and like I said, we've, we've been lucky. Our traffic's largely come back uh, to where we expected it to be. And, and um, things are going, going reasonably well at this point. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that and uh, learned something. Um... Learn something about Babe Ruth, Cal Ripken. Uh, <laughs> you do not, uh, what do they say? Cal Ripken Jr. You emailed you and you do not drop the ball on giving uh, the boss the email. That's a lesson uh, we all should not have to learn. <laughs> should just know it. Um, so, uh, I am in the planning stages of, uh, our, bringing our next guest on. I truly hope, uh, next week, uh, I've got something ready for you. Uh, so please, uh, make sure to listen to the archive to all the guests we've had so far. 
uh, former uh, minor league player Jake Gronsky, some great authors, uh, including Joan Ryan, uh, great baseball authors, um, and uh, uh, John Sickles, who um, uh, minorleaguebaseball.com, uh, I'm sorry, minor league ball <laughs> on SB Nation. I'm a little, little rattled today. Um, who uh, I worked with uh, several years ago and is wonderful. And our, our chat was uh, very in-depth about a lot of things in minor league baseball and, and uh, major league baseball as well, uh, considering everything that's happened this year. So a lot of great conversations I hope you'll listen to and, and, uh, and subscribe in, in anticipation for our next episode. Um, if you will, uh, you can uh, also subscribe to the newsletter on Patreon, uh, Heels in the Field, uh, a buck a month. And you get all kinds of great stuff, newsletter and exclusives and merchandise and uh, lots of things uh, ahead. And I'm really enjoying uh, developing that as well. And uh, the community of baseball. Um, I, I thank you for welcoming me and, and I welcome you always. And uh, creating a more inclusive space, a vast open, vibrant space. It continues to be my goal. I'm glad to be back podcasting. And uh, I thank you very much, baseball fans. Talk to you soon.